listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Thanks for being with us. This is the Beyond the Game program coming to you from the BTG studio in Rochester, New York. It's Sports Talk without the trash talk. Hello, everybody. I'm Rick Benson. Along with me is Zach Barletta, btgprogram.com or at BTG program. If you stop by our website, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can have it downloaded automatically to your device of choice, just like people all around the country do and even all around the world each and every week. This week, we say a special hello to Concord, New Hampshire, who was listening in on last week's program via podcast. Former Major League pitcher Bob Tewksbury, born in Concord, New Hampshire, spent most of his career with the St. Louis Cardinals, broke in with the Yankees. San Francisco Giants GM Brian Sabian, also born in Concord, New Hampshire. Thanks for listening there in Concord, New Hampshire, wherever it is you're listening from. However it is you're listening, we thank you for being with us as well. Coming up on this week's program, we'll be talking with my good friend, J.J. Garwood, who coaches basketball at North Star Christian Academy here in Rochester, New York. My apologies to you listening elsewhere around the country, but J.J.'s Knights were bounced from the postseason in the first game after back-to-back state championship Final Four appearances. What do you tell a team who is expecting to go farther, especially one of the best players in the school's history is now graduating away without a state championship? A bit of a disappointment. We'll ask him how he handles that. But first, here is Zach Barletta to give us this week's shenanigans statements. All right. Number one, of all the NFL signings and trades this week, the New York Jets acquisition of Le'Veon Bell will be the most impactful. You know, I think it might be. I realize a lot of teams help themselves, but the Jets had nobody. Yeah. And now they do. Mm-hmm. And now that just helps Sam Darnold. I, I really, yeah, I think I agree with that statement that Le'Veon Bell's going to the Jets is probably the most impactful on one team. Not saying that he'll be the most productive, but I think that'll be most impactful. Uh, I think it might be the most impactful, but I think it might be the most impactful for negative reasons. As each year of the contract progresses, he gets paid more and more money. And as we've seen, he has a penchant for deciding he doesn't want to play. So uh, I think that could get ugly for the Jets in a hurry. Now, I like Le'Veon Bell. He's a fantastic player. I hope he does well against every team that's not Buffalo. But I think they could be stuck with an anchor on their hands pretty well, soon. Well, I think all those contracts, are they really going to be happy three or four years you know, down the line? Are they still happy? So often we see guys that want to be the highest paid. So they were the highest paid. Two years later, they're no longer the highest paid. Well, then they want to sit out because they need to be the highest paid again. So it doesn't take long for guys to become unhappy. Number two, speaking of unhappy, after trading away Odell Beckham Jr., the New York Giants are in a tailspin, will be the worst team in New York, possibly even behind some college (laughs) programs. Yeah, behind the Bills, behind the Jets, behind Syracuse, maybe even behind University of Albany and Stony Brook. (laughs) I'd have no idea what they're doing. I don't object necessarily to trading Odell Beckham. He's a great player. I was never convinced of the fit. He just doesn't seem like the Giants kind of guy. But that said, why would you give him that contract and a year later 
ship them off. No, I, I, yeah, they're in a tailspin. I have no idea. I don't. Doesn't seem like they have a plan. Yeah, and why were they just six days ago insisting he wasn't going to be traded? Like <laughs> they pulled a Gruden there, but we, I, we didn't sign him to trade him. You didn't. Yeah, could have fooled me. But uh, I don't know, man. I I think a year from now we might be wondering who they're going to take with the number one pick in the draft because, I mean, Eli Manning is old and ineffective. Their number two wide receiver behind Sterling Shepard is currently Corey Coleman. They've you know what? The thing, the thing with this is, yeah, the other teams helped themselves. Buffalo got better. The Jets got better. The Giants got worse. And, and clearly they, they are sending the signal that we're going into a rebuild. Okay, that's great. Then why did you draft a running back? Terrific football player. But you needed a quarterback. Yeah. You needed a quarterback. And if you were going to go into a rebuild, why did you give Odell Beckham all that money, pay him for a year, and, and a year later you're going into the rebuild? It yeah. just it seems like it's almost as if you felt like you owed Eli this, you gave it one shot, and then it didn't work out, so now you're going into that rebuild. If that's the case, just say so. Yeah. Just say that. This feels like a weird alternate universe in that I'm saying they should have done what the Browns did, but look at what the Browns did in that draft. They got their quarterback at the top of the first round. They came back and got Nick Chubb around later. Nick Chubb was almost as good as Saquon Barkley last year, but they also got their quarterback. I just feel like the opportunity cost that they spent to take Saquon Barkley was bad at the time and looks worse now. Number three, should robot umps and 62-foot, 6-inch mound come to Major League Baseball? What do you think, Zach? Uh, I will say yes and no. I'm a big fan of robot umps. I think I've said that multiple times on the show. I don't like changing the distance. I think whenever you make a big change like that for pitchers who are such creatures of habit, you're playing around with the possibility of injuries. So I would like to see the robot umps. I would not like to see the longer distance to the plate. I agree. I'd like to see the robot umps in some format. I want to see a guy back there. I don't want the robot umps. You can't have them for safe and out. So what is the guy doing while the robot umps are calling balls and strikes? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how the two work together, but I there's so many missed calls. And years ago, perhaps it wasn't a big deal because we didn't have the replay that we have now. Now every pitch is thrown. The cameras are so precise. We're seeing these pitches. And, of course, every game is televised more so than it was years ago. So we're just seeing what probably has always been evident, but – we're seeing it more. So people are, are outraged. Yeah, you and, could, uh... and, and I think we should have those robot umps. And I, but I agree with you also on the 62-foot-6 distance. How does that play for a pitcher that's a, a breaking ball? You know, if you're yeah. used to that breaking ball moving at 60-foot-6 inches, now you're adding two more feet to it. Yeah. An example for me would be what the Arizona Diamondbacks did last year where they installed the humidor and it drastically changed how balls were hit and stuff in that stadium. Uh, there were a couple pitchers on the Diamondback staff that have great curveballs that last year their numbers were terrible because they couldn't command the curveball anymore. It did different things than what they were used to. I think that's what you'll see across the league if you change that distance. Yeah, I'm interested, though, to see how this plays out in that Atlantic League where they're yeah. going to use it. I think, I think it's the Atlantic I League. think for the umpire behind the plate, you could just put him in a rocking chair like they did 100 years ago. <laughs> Last but not least, automatic bids from mid-major conferences are exciting, but it means that better teams are left without a spot in the NCAA basketball championships. Agreed. Clearly. 
You got Liberty University going to the dance. Good for them. That's exciting. And if and we love seeing those upsets or near upsets in that first round when you got a a number 16 seed or a number 15 seed playing tough with a one or two. But at the end of the day, a better team gets left behind out in the uh in the west in the in, in the WAC. Now St. Mary's defeated Gonzaga. Gonzaga is going to get an at large bid. St. Mary's is going to the dance. That takes a spot away. From some, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but although I'm not sure which I prefer, the excitement of a of, of one of those upsets or the better team who probably belongs, I'd be pretty sour if I was one of those better teams that yeah, got left behind. I feel somewhat similar to what you do. Uh, it, it sort of feels to me like uh, the playoffs in the NFL, right? If you get a division winner that was nine and seven, and then you've got uh, a team that finished third in their division but was ten and six. That ten and six team should have been in the playoffs, but they're not, and that's how this feels to me. Yeah, I would agree. Hey, when we come back, we're going to be talking with JJ Garwood, head coach of North Star Christian Academy here in Rochester, New York. But he's also going to have his son Ryan, who is one of his better players. Thanks for being with us. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. Time to look back on the week in Roberts Wesleyan College Athletics. This is the Red Hawks recap for the week covering up through Wednesday, March 13th. The Red Hawks recap being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. In men's lacrosse, sophomore Hunter Lemieux had four goals Saturday, but it wasn't enough as the Red Hawks fell to Bentley University 12-8. On the women's side last Saturday, the Red Hawks hosted Kutztown University, defeating them 16-15. Seven different players scored goals for Roberts, including freshman Emily Tomei, who had four goals, and sophomore Jessica Giancurso, who had three. The ladies were back in action on Tuesday, topping Edinburgh University 13-7 to run their record to 8-1. Sophomore Taylor Nathan scoring four goals. Tomei and senior Emily Knight each had three. Though the conference season has come to an end for Roberts Wesleyan basketball teams, both the men and women were in Indiana this past week to compete in the NCCAA National Championships. And on Wednesday, the men defeated number 7 Piedmont International University 70-60 behind 23 points from senior Peyton McLaurin. Both teams would be back in action on Thursday. The women's lacrosse team provide your only opportunity in the week ahead to see Roberts Wesleyan Athletics at home. They'll be hosting Queens College on Saturday, March 16th. Start time is scheduled for 1 p.m. If you can't make it to the games, you can always follow the action at their website, robertsredhawks.com. There you'll find scores, highlights, and more. And, of course, you can follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter at RWC Red Hawks. This has been the Red Hawks Recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports, from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer, and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. When I have a home remodeling project, whether interior or exterior, I call McAfee's Remodeling Company. Family owned for nearly two decades, McAfee's Remodeling Company is the name I trust. Mike McAfee put a new bathroom into my house three years ago, and I'm still getting compliments on it every time someone comes over to visit. Mike and his crew are experienced and professional, and you'll be thrilled with their work. So give McAfee's Remodeling Company a call today at 402-1070. That's 402-1070. 
or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. So glad to have you along with us here on the Beyond the Game program, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. It is my pleasure to welcome back into the program my good friend J.J. Garwood. J.J. is the head basketball coach at North Star Christian Academy, but we have the added pleasure of having his son Ryan with us as well, who is one of his players. They join us now via the BTG phone line. Guys, welcome to the program. Glad to have you back on the show. Hey, what's up, Rick? First off, Congratulations on a great season, though one that did not turn out quite as you expected, losing in the opening game of a sectional tournament. JJ, I know that you don't look past any team, but certainly your boys were expecting to go farther. What do you tell a team after their season ended so much earlier than they thought? It was uh, really a disappointing end to a great season, but also you know a great career by you know the Miles and Michael Brown. And, uh, you know, we knew the ride was going to end. We just didn't want it to end like that. But what I told him is, you know, our season and certainly the careers of our players shouldn't be defined by this game. Um, you know, in the whole totality of things, you know, it was a great experience, a great season. We accomplished a lot, had a great experiences. So, you know, um, I really tried to console the guys with that message immediately after the game that, you know, we aren't going to let this uh, game, this defeat, define uh, their experience uh, playing basketball at North Star Christian. You know, I was going to say, for one guy in particular, the loss is probably more painful. And you mentioned Miles Brown. His extraordinary high school basketball career comes to an end. He's the all-time leading scorer in Section 5 basketball. He had 2,916 points, making him third most in New York State. Talk about what he's meant to your program and, and maybe how disappointed you are not to be able to see him break the 3,000 mark with a longer postseason run. You know, I was able to talk to a lot of college coaches that were recruiting Miles, and one thing I always told them is Miles is really a better kid, a better person than he is a basketball player. He's just a, a terrific young man. Um, he loves the basketball program, and he really put the program above his individual accomplishments. And one of his goals that he had this year was to really invest time in the younger guys, particularly Ryan and Sean Smith, because he wants to see our basketball program excel. And really, that's a form of discipleship. He took it upon himself to take a couple of younger guys under his wing and really invest time in them because he knows it's just it's bigger than himself. It's, you know, it's about the program. It's about the team. It's about the school. Ryan, let me ask you about that. You started playing varsity relatively young. How hard is it for you? to say goodbye to teammates such as Miles as they graduate and then start again with a whole new group the following season? Uh, it's pretty hard. When I was younger, before I even actually started playing, I, th I was, like, tearing up all the time, like, after we lose our game. And I know the seniors aren't coming back. But now, as a player, it's totally different because, like, the, I know they're starting a new career, whether college or just starting a family. So it's just it's it's more happy for me, for them. Because I know they're going to start something new and better, but it's very hard and we're going to miss them. We're talking with JJ and Ryan Garwood, coach and player at North Star Christian Academy right here in Rochester, New York. My apologies to those of you listening elsewhere around the country. Guys, I hope you don't mind if I put you on the spot for a minute, but I'd like to know what it means to you to coach your son and or to play for your dad. JJ, why don't we start with you? What does it mean to you to be able to coach your son and 
Does that offer any problems in terms of perceived favoritism or possibly you're even harder on him than the others? Uh, you know, do any of the other parents or other players have a problem with that? You know, I haven't heard anything. As a matter of fact, I think I'm probably harder on Ryan than I am other guys. Uh, you know, I certainly don't want to lean toward favoring him, so I'm probably on the other end of the spectrum with that. But he's uh, so easy to coach. He's been and at practices and games since he was three years old. So he really understands how I do things, and he understands basketball quite well. He's uh, As a player, he's really quite coachable, and um, you know, it makes the whole dynamic of being dad and coach at the same time much easier. Ryan, let me ask you now, how cool is it to play for your dad? Um, I think it's pretty cool because when I was younger, I'd always watch and get couldn't wait to get out there and play for my dad. Um, we really learned the difference between coach and um, dad on and off the court. So overall, I think it's really fun to play for my dad. Let me ask you something else, Ryan, in, in the honesty of your heart. Are you a better shooter now than your dad ever was, maybe even when he played at Roberts? Of course. <laughs> I'm number one in the house right now. <laughs> JJ, every so often I hear of a plan for homeschoolers to be able to compete with public or private schools in their district. Many of us know Tim Tebow was a homeschooler, played for a public high school. Do you think there are more like Tebow, and should they be given a chance to play high school athletics? Would you like to see that? I would like to see that. I've actually been approached uh, three or four times this school year alone from some homeschooled families inquiring about the possibility of their uh, child joining an athletic team at North Star. But at this point in New York State, they don't allow it. And uh, from my understanding, whenever legislation is tried to get pushed through to allow it, it uh, doesn't really get far. So it's a shame that uh, you know some of these homeschool children uh, the athletes are not allowed to participate um, with us or their home school district on an athletic team. Once again, we're talking with J.J. Garwood, head coach at North Star Christian Academy for boys basketball. We're also talking with his son, Ryan, who plays for the team. The Beach Boys had a hit song, Be True to Your School. Let me give you a chance to brag on North Star some. J.J., why should parents consider North Star as an option for their student, especially if that child has an interest in athletics? Well, uh, my goal at North Star and the goal of the school is to be Christ-centered in all academic areas and also athletics. And, uh, you know, on our team, I always try to clearly define player roles and uh, tell them in order for our team to be successful, everyone needs to play their role. And I try to compare it to the body of Christ. Um, you know, as Christians, we all have our part in the body of Christ. And when we work together, you know, we can really do some great kingdom work. I really like to use the model outlined in First Corinthians. So um, whether it's in the classroom and athletics uh, at North Star, we really strive to be Christ-centered. And we also give the opportunity for students to um, identify and use the gifts that God's given them um, in their adolescence. So hopefully it'll just be natural to continue that into adulthood. Ryan, your dad has shared before on our program. So if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you, would you mind sharing how you first became a Christian? Yeah, sure. Um, I was about, I think, six years old, almost seven. I think after church one night, Wednesday night service, um, we got home and I was asking my dad how it was like to be saved and what that meant. And so we talked about it. And then he actually sent me to bed because it was past some bedtime. But then I came back downstairs and um, I was like, Dad, I want to get saved like right now. So then we got saved. Um, October, I got saved October 14th. 
2009. That was a really good night for me. I bet for your dad, too. Yeah. Guys, how can we pray for you? Uh, well, on my end, I would really um, seek wisdom and discernment. Um, you know, there's so many students at North Star, about 200 in the high school. And, uh, you know, I have a, a great opportunity to interact with them. And, uh, you know, I just really would ask for discernment to be able to invest in their lives and uh, really help them out as they uh, are on their journey, their spiritual walk, wherever they are. Uh, I'd like to always try to year after year, uh, walk them, uh, lead them closer uh, in their walk with God. So I would just ask for discernment on uh, my end. How about you, Ryan? Anything we could pray about for you? Um, Probably just making wise decisions and having good discernment and like friends and of course, decisions, um, stay on task in schoolwork and just having a better relationship with Christ. JJ, Ryan, thanks so much for joining us and congratulations again on really another great job this season. When does the work start for next year? Well, uh, last weekend, Ryan tried out for an AAU team and he made it and he has another practice this weekend and games in about a month. So it's, uh, the off seasons, well, next season's work started about, uh, last week. That's J.J. Garwood, head basketball coach for the boys at North Star Christian Academy. Also, his son, Ryan, joining us, one of his players, a very dangerous shooter, just happens to be one of the best players in all of New York State in his age class. He's a young man to keep an eye on over these next couple of seasons. When we come back, we'll wrap up this week's show with our You Like That segment along with Zach Barlett. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Hey gang, Benson here again. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Beyond the Game program. While Zach and I have fun talking sports, it's even more exciting for us to have this opportunity to share with you the greatest and most important news that there is. I assume I'm talking to a reasonably bright group of people. That's why you listen to this radio station. So of course you can decide for yourself what to do with what I'm telling you, but at least give me this moment or two to share with you what's on my mind. Because, as I'm sure you know, every one of us is a sinner, we can't get to heaven on our own merit. That means we'll spend all of eternity in hell trying to pay the debt of our sin. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it also tells us that God loves us, so much so that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who was the only one who never sinned. And though he needed not to die, he willingly did so on the cross as a sacrifice to pay the debt which we owed. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why? Because God wants us all to be saved from an eternity of despair. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 says he desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But the good news is after he died, Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Instead, he rose again, defeating death, 
and making eternal life in heaven possible as a result of His righteousness. Sports Talk Radio is fun, but it also allows us to share this message of the forgiveness of sins with people all around the world who we'll probably never get to meet. Forgiveness of sins is available to all people everywhere. 1 John 1.9 says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. I hope you'd pray to God and admit to him that you know you're a sinner and tell him that you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and ask him to forgive you your sins. Begin a new way of life, turning from sin and seeking after God. If you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, how to become a Christian, you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Once again, thanks so much for listening to the Beyond the Game program. Thanks so much for sticking around, spending a few moments with us here on the Beyond the Game program, recording from the BTG studio in Rochester, New York. We're talking sports from a faith-based point of view. We'll close out this week's show with our You Like That segment. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12 says, Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example to those who believe. This certainly isn't the first time we've heard of something like this. But I like it each and every time we do. At a Massachusetts high school hockey game this past week, with both teams on the ice lined up for the playing of a pre-recorded rendition of the Star Spangled Banner, the audio track got stuck shortly after it got going and it began repeating itself before completely cutting out. Without skipping a beat, the crowd though kept going and finished the anthem a cappella style. While of course everyone was thrilled at the crowd's response, what might make this event different from others we've heard about is that one fan noted that it was the younger fans who kept the momentum going. This person is quoted by local media as saying, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the kids behind me just started singing. The unnamed young people at a Massachusetts high school hockey game leading the crowd and finishing the national anthem is what I like this week. What I liked this week was a move by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And no, it wasn't trading Antonio Brown to the Raiders. (laughs) Uh, They rolled over linebacker Ryan Shazier's contract into this coming season which means uh, as you know Ryan Shazier was severely injured and is no longer at this point capable of playing football but they rolled his contract over so he'll be kept on the payroll he will eventually be placed on the unable to perform list but he'll get another season accrued towards his pension keep his insurance and all that thing all those things so they're keeping him on the payroll taking good care of one of their own and that's what I liked this week Thanks, Zach, and thanks to you for joining us here on the Beyond the Game program. That's the end of our show. We invite you to tune in again next week as we continue our conversations mixing both sports and faith. This radio program is only on the air thanks to the generous support of our listeners. It's because of your prayers and your financial gifts which make the Beyond the Game program possible. Please keep us in prayer. Ask God to use this sports talk radio program to impact those who hear it. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. 